0: You're listening to the Earn That Body Podcast, episode number 240. Hey team, before we get going, just a quick reminder, I'm bringing back some oldie but goodies this month. And this week I have a great podcast from just a couple years ago, one of the most popular episodes and things that people ask me all the time about what you should order at a restaurant or even better, what you should never order at a restaurant, right? Things that might just help you along the way as you finish out summer season. That being said, also, if you are looking to get your nutrition and workouts on track this fall, if you want to get started in September, like all the other people who are back from their vacations, ready to get their diets on track, nutrition on track, workouts on track, do check out EarnThatBody.com, figure out what program is best for you, or better yet, shoot me an email, Kim at EarnThatBody.com, and I'm happy to look at your goals and figure out which of my programs matches your goals best. All right, everybody. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Earn That Body Show with Kim Eagle. Kim is an award-winning personal trainer. She trains her clients all over the world online and is passionate about empowering people by getting fit and healthy. You should pass on getting burgers and fries at fast food restaurants, especially if you're trying to lose a few pounds. And you probably shouldn't order the extra cheesy pizza with the cheese inside the crust too. Have you seen that one in the commercial? And what about the hot fudge sundae when you go to a restaurant and the waiter's bringing it to the table next to you, and the hot fudge sundae is so large that you wonder how many people it would actually take to eat? Well, those things you already know you shouldn't order, right? But there are a lot of everyday foods that people are ordering that might be almost as bad as those, and they don't realize it. Restaurants have a way of loading calories and sugar into even healthy-sounding orders. And then there are food safety issues with certain food items some items carry a higher risk of foodborne illness than others and i'm here to tell you what these foods are that you might need to be a little more cautious about maybe you need to stay away from and i'm telling you some of these are going to be quite eye-opening but first this and now it's time for the eagle's eye on health these are kim's quick tips latest health news or piece of weekly inspiration So this week's Eagle's Eye on Health, I want to tell you a little bit about resistance exercise and heart health. We talk about this a lot because the research continues to show that resistance exercise is a huge benefit to the body. But in this study, they said that people may think they need to spend a lot of time lifting weights, but just two sets of bench presses that take less than five minutes could be effective in reducing heart disease risks. Researchers analyzed data collected over 19 years from more than 12,000 male and female adult participants. Data analysis showed that resistance exercise performed one to three times a week was associated with lower risk of cardiovascular disease events, independent of aerobic exercise levels. Now, higher frequency of resistance exercise, such as doing it four or more times per week or longer duration, like over two hours, did not yield significantly more benefit. So don't forget that. Sometimes we think more is going to mean better, but it often doesn't. They noted that the body weight, uh, or they should say they did also note that body weight exercises, like push-ups, squats, lunges, They are likely also beneficial, but further studies do need to be done to establish minimum and ideal intensity levels of resistance training to get the actual health benefits. So what does it mean? Go ahead, do the resistance training. Doesn't have to be a lot, but they definitely say doing it for just five minutes, even potentially could help you one to three times a week doesn't have to be a huge, long thing, but it does have to be done. So don't think that cardio is the only thing you should do. I generally have my clients do at least two days of strength training. Why only two? Because the way that I have my clients do it, we do full body strength training two days a week. Some people are up to three days depending on what their goals are. But again, don't overdo it. Okay. Back to the topic at hand. What foods should you not order? What foods are actually potentially toxic as well? And there's some really good ones in here that I had no idea about. So let's go ahead and just get right in. The first one, a large popcorn, right? You're thinking large popcorn, big deal. You're at the movie theaters, and the bigger tub looks great. And sometimes, sadly, the bigger tub is super cheap. I've even... I even went to a place once where it was cheaper to get the bigger one than not. So the bigger popcorn tub, the better the deal often is. And a large popcorn, did you know that it could have as many as 1,200 calories and potentially three days worth of saturated fat, according to analysis that was done by the Center for Science in the Public Interest? Okay? And that is before they added any butter topping. So. If you can't picture watching a movie without eating something salty and crunchy, all I'm going to say is, for one, order the small popcorn, because that's maybe going to set you back 400 to 700 calories, which is still a lot if you think about it. But it's way better than 1,200 with three days' worth of saturated fat. Or another thing you can do is share it with someone, because that'll also divide that amount up. Or you can do what I do, which is I make air-popped, popcorn at home, and I bring it to the theater. (laughs) So that's an option as well. But a large popcorn can actually be a very unhealthy order for you. Now, what about this one? Bread with olive oil. You get to the restaurant, they put out a beautiful bread and olive oil, and you're thinking, hey, olive oil is healthy. I mean, they tell us all the time now, olive oil is good for you, right? Well, let's just say this. If you're a responsible bread dipper, then you, you're free to move on to the next food item. You don't have to listen to me right now. But if you're somebody who drenches the bread in all of the olive oil that's on that plate and you're polishing off the entire loaf of bread potentially as well, guess what? It's hundreds of calories before your meal even starts. A clinical associate professor at Boston University um wrote a textbook called nutrition and you, and they basically were the ones who said this, that people are taking in hundreds of calories before the meal starts. And it's because they people are dipping the bread in all of that olive oil. So because olive oil is good for your health, you might think it's sort of like a free food, but tablespoon for tablespoon, they say it actually contains more calories than butter. So you might actually go with butter because you're probably going to use a lot less of it too. So what I'm trying to say is moderation in that bread with olive oil or tell them not to bring it at all. If you know you're the person who can't control yourself, just know that that many calories before the meal even begins might be doing a pretty big disservice to you, especially if you're trying to lose a few pounds. Now, what about this one? You know the drinks that come with free refills? Well, if you're someone who's getting seltzer water, then that's fine. If you're someone who's even getting black coffee, also good, but you might want to limit it to like one to two cups a day. But soda or the sweetened iced tea, which is generally what you're going to see at most restaurants that have those soda machine drinks, right? Soda and sweetened iced tea with free refills, that's like a total danger zone. A soda at a popular restaurant chain has, has approximately 120 calories. And that, that isn't terrible, but what about the 33 grams of sugar that it has? And that's equivalent to about eight teaspoons of sugar. One refill, two refills, and now you're at about 24 teaspoons of sugar. And that's four times the amount of added sugar that the American Heart Association recommends women have in an entire day. So drinks with free refills, danger zone. I would say never get the refill because unless it's that seltzer or black coffee or water, you are going to take on so much sugar and so many calories that you may as well it, probably have just eaten another meal as well. The next one, and I feel like this is a given, so I wasn't even going to include it, but but then I realized it's not a given because many people don't realize this, but diet soda. You think you're going to order it because it doesn't have the sugar, it doesn't have some, any calories, it'll say, um diet soda is so not good for you there's many reasons why you should stop drinking diet soda first there's strong evidence that diet soda does not help people lose weight and in fact it could potentially pile on more weight in a 2015 study from the university of texas health science center people who drank diet soda daily saw their waistlines grow more than three inches over nine years. Study participants who shunned this stuff gained 0.8 of an inch in the same period. So you think diet soda. You think I can have as much as I want. You think there's no calories. There's no sugar. But I am telling you, it is so Bad for you, and it's not helping you with weight loss at all. It's incredibly addictive for a reason. There's bad stuff in it, so it makes you want more and more, right? And it actually can mess with your hormones and make weight loss very difficult. So, one of the first things I always do is I talk to my clients about quitting diet soda before they start my program so that we can maximize weight loss benefits during the program. So diet soda, if you're that person who's so addicted and right now you're cringing because you know you got to give it up, but you just don't want to, just know it's doing more harm than good. Now, this next one's going to be an eye-opener for many people. The next thing you maybe don't want to order the next time you're out is an entree size salad. That's right, a salad, which is such a bummer because you're like, oh, my God, that's all I ever (laughs) order because I thought it was healthy. It is amazing what some restaurants can do to a bunch of greens, especially when they serve your salad like as the Oriental Grilled Chicken, right? That's one of the worst salads that you can order, the Oriental Grilled Chicken. Um, They say it depending, again, which which restaurant chain you go to, but it can have up to 1,300 calories and 84 grams of fat. Can you imagine? So here you think I'm ordering this healthy salad. Uh, another one you need to be careful of is the barbecue chicken salad. You know the one? I'm not even going to name the restaurant who created it. But it is so high in fat and so high in calories as well. The Cobb salad, not a good choice. Buffalo chicken salad, not a good choice as well. So if you do feel the need or you have to order one of those, because sometimes you do go out to eat and you have to pick the best of the worst choices, right? Sometimes you don't have a choice. You're going out to eat and this entree salad is the best of the worst. Ask them to put the dressing on the side because a lot of the calories and a lot of the fat are actually in the dressing. Now, the next thing that's in the dressing that you really need to be careful of, this is a very eye-opening moment for most of my clients, the sodium is all in the dressing, I went, I think, to the restaurant called Mad Greens, and I commend them because all over the counter, they put all the nutrient information for all of their salads, which is awesome because I want to see what it is. I was blown away at how much sodium was in every salad, and most of it is in the dressing. I'm talking over a 1,000 milligrams of sodium in your salad dressing. Generally, most people, 55 and under, are only supposed to have 2,300 milligrams a day. So can you imagine if a 1,000 of it came from your salad dressing? So the dressing, always get it on the side. Be very careful with how much you use of it because, again, it's very high in fat, very high in sodium. Now this next one, you love it, your kids love it, and you're thinking this is the healthiest choice for dessert. We call it Froyo. Yeah, frozen yogurt. It has a reputation of being the healthier alternative to ice cream. And in comparison to some desserts, it is a healthier alternative. I'll give you that. But you should know that a serving size of your healthy alternative is only four ounces. And that small amount can have as many As 32 grams of sugar, 8 teaspoons basically it's equivalent to. And that's before you put anything on it. And we all know you go to Froyo for the toppings, right? So just think, small amount, 32 grams of sugar in just 4 ounces, and who honestly gets Froyo that's only four ounces because all these places have gotten so genius that they're self-serve. And so you're trying to fit as much as you can into this little carton, right? Into your little bowl. So I would doubt that anybody is even eating four ounces. And then you put the, the, the carob chips on. You're like, I'm going healthy. I'm going to get the carob chips, which is another 20 grams of sugar. The coconut flakes. Again, you're going healthy. You think 11 grams of sugar. How about the yogurt chips? 20 grams of sugar, compared to a half cup of ice cream, which has 14 grams of sugar and a similar amount of calories, Froyo isn't actually the healthier alternative. So to make Froyo work, you have to be very careful. You have to limit the size, you have to limit the toppings, and you have to remember that Froyo isn't really healthy. It's still a dessert, so you just need to be careful don't think it's like a free dessert because it's a healthy alternative because it's not really, you know what I like to do? I don't really like frozen yogurt. I I definitely went through my phases where it's all I ate uh, in my youth, but I don't really care for it that much anymore. And so what I'll often do, we don't go out for frozen yogurt very often, but once in a while when Charlie wants frozen yogurt, I will just get one of those little taster cups, you know, the little test taster that you can try a flavor. And if you just put one little pump, into the taster cup, that's enough. It like it takes care of your sweet tooth, and then you don't need need to buy like the whole thing, right? Your your one pump is probably four ounces. I hate to say it, but that's an option for you. Maybe you can just do the taster and take care of your sweet tooth. Okay, next up, it's not the worst food in the world. It's how much you're getting, and it's apparently way like bigger than most people realize. And so it's definitely affecting how many calories are taking in. It's the chicken that you order at a restaurant. People think chicken is a free food. They think, hey, it's pure protein. I can get the chicken. I can eat the whole thing. But some sizes of these chicken breasts you get at restaurants are absolutely enormous. They can be like nine ounces. And a serving of chicken is two to three cooked ounces. So if you ever want to know like approximately how much chicken you should be eating and you're you're at a restaurant and obviously you can't weigh it right there, they say a, a, about a deck of cards, like the size of a deck of cards. That's how big your chicken should be for a serving, a proper serving. Um, also, I say like a fist, the size of your fist is a great way to look at it. If your chicken is taking up like the whole size of the plate, you might want to cut it in half and take half of it home. So that's really important because even though chicken is healthy and it is a protein, you don't want to over consume that portion size. Still a ton of calories. Now, this last one, which is a funny one because I get this all the time from my new clients, is the green smoothie. You know, the veggie fruit beverage that you think it's only has fruit and vegetables kim how bad can it be um well one popular smoothie store they combine kale and avocado plus frozen yogurt juice and sugar and that is why it has 70 grams of sugar and nearly 500 calories Sometimes these places will have to put so much fruit and fruit juice into the smoothie to compensate for the green flavor of the kale, quite quite honestly. It's usually the kale that doesn't taste very good. So they want to cover all that up. They add so much fruit and sometimes fruit juice. Well, guess what? That is now a dessert. That is no longer a snack. It is not a protein drink. It doesn't even have protein in it. And honestly, that is way too much sugar. So a smoothie snack they say shouldn't be more than 250 calories. Now, here in Austin, we have a place that we all like to go or many people like to go. It's called Juice Land. And right now you're all cringing cuz you're like, "Don't tell us how much it has in it. That's my favorite place." Okay, I got to tell you because it was my favorite drink too. I used to get, and everybody gets, the Wonder Chosen. You know that one? Well, it shows up on my client's food logs sometimes. And usually when it does, they don't input how much sugar it has in it because they didn't even think about that part. Well, it's probably one of the most popular drinks at Juiceland. It is delicious. I will give you that. But I hate to bring y'all down here in Texas, but guess how many calories are in the Wonder Chosen? Well, in the smallest size, which is the 14-ounce drink, there are 346 calories and 37 grams of sugar. That's in the smallest one. But nobody gets the smallest one. The majority of people get the medium size one, which is the 18 ounce size. That one has 450 calories and 48 grams of sugar. But guess what? There is one size bigger. And I can guess that a lot of people get the big one because it's 24 ounces and they're thinking this is a protein shake. It's gotta be good for you. Well, the large one, the 24 ounce drink has 598 calories and 64 grams of sugar. That is more than a meal. That is more than like two sodas combined for sugar. And that is like totally not okay. (laughs) Again, if you're trying to watch your waistline and you can't lose any weight and you're having a wonder shows in every day, well, if you just take that out, I can almost assure you you'll drop five pounds right off the bat. Okay, so those are some things that people order. They think they're healthy. They don't realize that they're probably not that healthy. But now you have a little more common sense the next time that bread and olive oil shows up at the table to just be a little more limited. I'm not telling you guys to never have these things. I'm just saying you might watch the amounts now of what you take in, right? But then there's five things that I found that people order, including myself that are actually not safe to eat. And I was pretty happy to find these five things because I can tell you I will not be doing some of these now, and I did it too. Now, the first one, and I'm not saying I'm giving this one up because I probably will not, but raw oysters. They are a delicacy, but they do have quite a risk. Raw oysters can actually carry hepatitis A and a bacterium called Vibrio vulnificus. And that will make you super sick with vomiting and diarrhea. If you have certain conditions like diabetes, an infection can be fatal from something like that. And the FDA does note that oysters from fancy restaurants, the higher-end restaurants, or even slathering it in hot sauce on the half shell, does not protect you at all. So your best bet is to have your oysters cooked. Good to know. I love oysters, so that one's a little bit of a heartbreak. The next one, sprouts. They can add awesome crunch to your sandwich. I totally get that and I agree. But they come with a pretty miserable side effect. Apparently, the warm and moist moist environment in the sprouts grow a perfect breeding ground for bacteria and the FDA is currently investigating two multi-state outbreaks of foodborne illness linked to alfalfa sprouts. One was with E. coli and the other with salmonella. The agency suggests avoiding raw sprouts altogether when you eat out, and the bottom line is this. If you love that crispiness that the sprouts offer to your sandwich or your salad, you have to really decide if that risk is gonna be worth it. Uh, If you're pregnant, Definitely a no. I would just get something else to increase the crunch. I personally will not get sprouts on my sandwiches. I will add cucumber. I will add spinach. But I'm definitely always avoiding sprouts. Now this next one, I'll tell you right now, eye opener for me. I feel like I've heard about it in the back of my head, but I certainly have not done anything about it when I go out to eat. And this is your water with lemon. Order the water, but tell them no lemon. Why? In a study published in the Journal of Environmental Health, researchers tested 76 lemons from 21 restaurants, and guess what they found? Seventy percent of them were contaminated with bacteria. The family health team at the Cleveland Clinic recommends that unless you actually see the bartender prepare your lemon wench safely, meaning they're wearing gloves and using tongs, you should stick to plain water. Save this little lemon trend that we all love for home where you can be sure your lemons are properly washed. And I think that's really one of the big things is a lot of these restaurants, they don't wash them. They just cut them and they throw them in the water thinking the water, I guess, will clean it. I'm not sure what they think. The lemons drop on the floor all the time at restaurants. Do you think they picked it up and rewashed it? Who knows? The point is, is it really worth it? There's not enough benefit to be worth the fact that 70% of them were contaminated with bacteria. So I don't know about you, but this one's easy for me. Water with no lemon, please. The next time I eat out now, here's another one, the medium rare burger. You go out, you order a burger, and I'm not talking about like your fast food. I'm saying you go to a nice restaurant. I go to nice restaurants and I will order a burger. Like to me, there's nothing better than a juicy, hormone-free burger. That's the only time I will get a burger is at the restaurants that tell me the meat is hormone-free. And I love it. But when ground beef isn't cooked to the proper temperature, which is 160 degrees Fahrenheit, very nasty bacteria may remain. And they said to think fecal contamination, which absolutely grosses me out. Now, this is why this is on the list of 14 most dangerous summer foods. An undercooked burger is riskier, they say, than an undercooked steak, according to a recent Consumer report study, because the harmful microbes tend to be mixed throughout the ground beef, whereas the whole cuts of meat, the microbes are more likely to stay on the surface and therefore die off when they're exposed to the heat. So doesn't mean you can't get a burger, but I want you to ask for your burger cooked at the very least, cook it medium. No rare burgers, okay? No medium rare, no rare. Go for at the very least, medium cooked. Now, this next one, is gonna surprise some people. I've known it for a long time. When I see my clients eat it, I notify them right away. But microwave popcorn is actually potentially quite toxic. Research has linked the coatings used in microwave popcorn to health issues. One of the ingredients found in many brands of microwavable popcorn is called diacetyl. It is a flavoring which has been linked to the lung disease bronchiolitis obliterans. And that disorder is nicknamed popcorn lung for the condition contracted by some of the workers in the popcorn microwave factories. Though they do say the risks aren't clear for people who eat the popcorn and don't work with it. So that's the first part. The people who work with it are getting a disease. But we're unsure if that disease will hurt you if you eat it. But that's where I always start to say things like this, risk versus reward. Do we want to wait to find out that yes, in fact, it isn't good to eat it too, even though we knew what it was doing to the workers? I don't think it's worth it, right? Because I can tell you the workaround that we can do for this one. So we don't know about that. But then reports from the environmental working group and others have also revealed that there are some chemicals used to coat the microwave popcorn bag and keep the oils inside from leaching through these things they say are carcinogens great right and those reports led the fda to ban some of these chemicals from popcorn bags and other consumer goods that had it too but there's still no guarantee that the chemicals they replaced them with are any safer. That's what they're saying. So I always tell people no microwave popcorn. It's not necessary. Get the air pop popcorn. Okay, everyone? Air pop popcorn. It's not even that expensive to get an air popper. I'll tell you right now which one I have. Um, Go to my website, EarnThatBody.com. Go to the store tab and pull down. There's a drop down that is called My Faves. And in My Faves, I show you exactly which air popper I have. And it's totally cheap. It's not expensive. So you can still enjoy popcorn. Let's just take away the microwave popcorn. All right? Not worth it at all. Now, this next one, this one got me hadn't thought about it ever but get it now once i read it and this is the last one today this is sort of a toxic one as well and these are your shelf stable condiments like the ones in little packages let's talk about these shelf stable condiments they make life a little easier, right? We're not gonna argue that. And we're talking about the condiments that are kept at room temperature, like your, sil- your single serving packets or the tubes of dips, your self-serve pumps of your favorite sauce, your bottles of ketchup and other sauces and salad dressings that sit out on the table at the local diner or your restaurants, right? Even the little pre-packaged creamers for your coffee. You know all those things? Even the little like mustards and ketchups in the little plastic packages that you get at fast food restaurants. Did you ever sit and think for a moment like how come these don't have to be refrigerated? Don't we refrigerate all those things at home like in the big canisters, right? There's a reason that these foods can skip the refrigeration, I came to find out. And it's not because they're dried or fermented as shelf-stable foods of the past used to be. These condiments have been engineered not to deteriorate. And that means preservatives and additives like food coloring, sweeteners, salt, bad fats like trans fats, which are linked to premature heart disease... Chemical agents like, I can't even say this one dimethyl polysiloxane for texture. I always say if you can't pronounce it, it's not good for you. Um, apparently, that last one, dimethyl polysiloxane, is used as an anti foaming agent in ketchup and many processed and fast foods. Uh, think about that. Is ketchup supposed to foam? I don't think I should need an anti-foaming agent (laughs) in it, but apparently if I'm not going to put ketchup in the refrigerator, then I need an anti-foaming agent in it, right? Any fiber, good fats, and nutrients are all stripped out of these type of condiments. Wow. I never thought that far ahead. Nope, this one definitely got me. So the next time I'm at a restaurant and there's ketchup sitting on the table, which means it's not the refrigerated kind that doesn't have all the preservatives, I don't know that I'm going to use it because that really grosses me out. And if you are a Texan, I just want to tell you at P. Terry's, I used to always notice that when they would give us the ketchup in the little bags, I always noticed it had high fructose corn syrup and it really bummed me out because P. Terry's is known for, first of all, they have great burgers and they're hormone free and they have a whole wheat bun option. And they're really very, you know, healthy for a fast food place. And I've always loved that. And then they would hand me, these ketchups that had high fructose corn syrup in it. And it just, I think I even emailed them once and I was like so annoyed, like, please don't hand this to me. I'm not gonna put it on your good burger. Uh, But just so you know, maybe they got my email, but they don't use that same ketchup anymore. So it doesn't have high fructose corn syrup, but my takeaway from what I learned is that if it is in this tiny little package, it doesn't need to be refrigerated, it probably still has some bad stuff in it. So just something to think about shelf stable condiments might be something you reevaluate microwave popcorn swap it over to the air pop medium rare burger we're going medium every time water with lemon we're dropping the lemon sprouts are out cucumber is in raw oysters ugh i don't know what to do about that one that one is just going to be a, it's going to be a gamble right it's going to be a gamble if you like oysters Well, there you have it. That's everything you need to know about what you potentially should not order the next time you go out and obviously always avoiding the toxic ones because we want to keep these bodies as healthy as we can possibly be. And there you have it. I hope you enjoyed the Encore episode. And just so you know, everybody, the Real Food Reset starts in September. It is a 10-day nutrition program all-new nutrition from Earn That Body, and it is probably, I'm, I'm so proud of this program because it it just worked so amazing for me, and I wanted to share it with you on how to reset your nutrition in just 10 days, doing it the right way, not starving yourself, not taking out all kinds of important nutrients for your body, those cleanses that don't work. This one is 10 days showing you how to use real food to shed those last pounds, to get rid of that inflammation and to feel better than you ever have. And I I just don't think it could come at a better time because this is when we need it most after those summer vacations or maybe you have an event coming up. Like I had a photo shoot that I wanted to do and so I wanted to look my best. That is when you're gonna wanna do the 10 day real food reset Go to EarnThatBody.com. Right on top of the page, there is a button that says Real Food Reset. Get in before it sells out. It's already half sold out, but uh, I'm trying to, you know, go strong and let a few more people in because I want it to be a big, fantastic group where we all can start fall season off